0: Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And uh, today was a really, really weird day for me. I I went to an event with, with Will, and it was just really not at all what they said it was. I am so disgruntled about that. And then... So, but I mean, you know, like Will said, whatever. Not that big of a deal. Uh, And then, so Will and I went and wrote for a little while together. And we hung out. um, We talked. We went to um, a bookstore. Two bookstores. um, And then we went and we were writing again. And my computer just completely crashed on me. It's working now, thankfully. And then I get home and I can't get into my apartment. It was like someone put some sort of weird curse on me that lifted. Um, But I'm here with you guys now. Everything's kosher. Everything's great. So we're just going to get right into this. Megan McCain is... She's one of those people who... Sometimes I really, really love her. And, and that's not, that's not blowing smoke up her ass. I Sometimes I really do love her. I really think um, she's a great person. And other times I just want to smack her and be like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yes, it's one of those episodes because of of the weird day. And, and just so you guys know, Will has been great. Will is a rock and I'm so lucky. Uh, he He's in my life. Anyways, um, none of the, none of anything that happened is attributed to him at all. The good stuff, but, you know, whatever. Um, so anyways, so then, um, Meghan McCain... The, let me rephrase this. The View got blasted today by Denise McAllister, who is a contributor for Fox. And she said, can someone please explain to me the purpose of The View? It seems to be a roundtable of delusional mental midgets, ricocheting ignorance, and lack of emotion, emotional regulation. And I think this really needs to be noted that Denise is actually friends with Megan's husband Ben. And this is this story is one of those times when I just love Megan McCain. And you can tell like in this one statement you can tell how she is. And oh. it, it, if if my if my sources are correct and she is being let go from the view, please somebody give her her own talk show. Um, So, her statement back to Denise was, you were at my wedding, Denise. Classic. And it went viral so fast. It's not even funny. Um, It went viral at such a rate. Um, People were posting all sorts of um, pictures and um, whatnot. Um, Harry Eskin, who is a movie historian or archivist, um, put up a picture of the Godfather part two and (laughs) captioned it with, you were at my wedding, Denise. It's just one of those classic, classic moments. Um and honestly, it's one of the reasons why I love working with pop culture. Um Denise went into damage control mode and said, I think the photo on the story made it look like this was personally directed at you, Megan. My comment was directed at The View and those who surround you. I don't even know how you do it daily, and my hat is off to you for standing strong in the midst of the crazy. (sighs) Bitch knows she would kill to have a spot on The View. It may not be the Titan it once was, but it gets admirable ratings, and it can still generate buzz. There's a book coming out on it that is generating buzz. From years ago. That's how powerful the view is. And let's not forget that. And let's not forget, I need to take a break. And I will be right back, I promise. And I'm back. So, okay. <coughs> I don't have um, HBO right now. Um, nor do I have Amazon Prime. So I don't, I can't do this anymore. But I used to love... I used to love, 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 nothing more than to kick back and watch some Sex in the City after a day like today. And, you know, it, okay, let's be real. Sex in the City is the Golden Girls for our generation. And, and there's nothing wrong with the Golden Girls. I love the Golden Girls. If I didn't, I would lose my gay card. Um. But it, it's not exactly... Um. It's risque. or You know, our generation loves to, like, push the envelope a little bit. And the Golden Girls push the envelope for their day. Um. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying sex in the city kind of took it beyond. um the only the only thing that was lacking, I think, in this um original sex in the series um sex in the city series, Ooh, I can speak <laughs> um, <laughs> was I didn't feel like there was a realistic um straight woman gay man friendship. And I get it, like not. And not every straight woman, gay man, have the same relationship that Mandy and I have. Um, me, and Mandy tell each other everything, good and bad. Um, And it's you know it's the same thing with with Dave and I, and um, it's getting to that point with Will and I a little bit. Um, uh, Even Mary T and I share a lot. Um, but this is not about me. <laughs> um so you, and I can hear you guys wondering what's what is the point of this whole rambling segment? And <laughs> I promise there's a point. Um, Candace Bushnell, who wrote um, the book Sex in the City that the series was based on, is coming out with a new book. And it's cleverly titled, Is There Still Sex in the City? And it's being made into a TV series by Paramount TV and Anonymous Content. So, I want to address a couple things first. Legally speaking, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> wow. Um, way to say the obvious, kid. Um, um, sorry, I just cracked myself up. Okay, I'm not a lawyer, but legally speaking, there have been questions about um, whether or not um, Warner Brothers owns the property and if it can be shopped. Technically, I don't think so. I, I, I believe the answer is this. Is there still sex in the city? We'll have a different concept. Or it'll be a very similar concept, but instead of women in their 20s and 30s, it's going to be women in their 50s. Um, so I don't know if Warner Brothers slash HBO will have anything to do with this. Um, I'm guessing that since the source material is a new book, that's what they're going with what basically happened was um the i think and i haven't read the sex and the city book don't kill me um but i i haven't read it i just watched the series so i think what might have happened is um they used it to start the series you know the the whole concept of female friends and you know navigating their lives through manhattan whatever and um and that's a that's a concept that nobody really owns you know you can't you you can't um copyright an idea um but so there's the new source material oh um, oh sorry I was finishing this <laughs> can you all tell' tell you This episode is going to make you all stop listening to me. (laughs) Anyways. Um, So I think what happened was they used the source material for maybe the first season. And then they started growing the characters on their own. Because the popularity of Sex and the City didn't really take off until like halfway through season two and it exploded in season three. Um, So I'm kind of thinking that it's going to be the same type of thing here. You know, it'll, it might still be like a Carrie Bradshaw type character, but it's not going to be Carrie Bradshaw. And there's a lot of people, and I, you know, I always read the comments because I'm a glutton for punishment. Just ask Will. Um, so I always read the comments and the comments on this, uh, on, the, on these stories were basically we don't want new characters. We want Carrie in them. You're not going to get carrying them unless Paramount pays Warner Brothers a ton of money for their copyrights. And I just don't think that's going to happen, um, especially with something as untested as this. I'm going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. So <clears throat> we don't often talk about Bieber. Bieber. Because I don't frankly like him, and honestly, I don't. I didn't think you guys did either. You know, I get a lot of um, I get a, I get blasted a lot for not talking, like reality shows, um, Jersey Shore, Real Housewives, and and I take that criticism to heart. Um, but the thing is, is I don't watch them I don't. I read about them and I know just enough. But the expert there is Dave. Um, And if Dave didn't live so far away from me, I'm sure I could get him to come on and and help me do episodes about um, Real Housewives. That being said, um, I, I don't have a ban on them, per se. I just don't... I never know enough to talk about them. Bieber, on the other hand... I you guys never yell at me. I'm not talking about Bieber, so I don't. Um, it, it, if you guys wanted me to, I would. I totally would. Again, I don't know a lot about him. I'm not a fan of his. I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to be. Um, <laughs> that might be something we have to ask Will. Um, <laughs> but. Every once in a while, I come across a story, and the narrative just writes itself. So. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding Bieber. And I I can hear you guys all rolling your eyes saying, duh, dipshit. Don't dipshit me just yet, let me finish. (laughs) Um, It's specifically his marriage to Haley Baldwin. There are rumors that Carl Pastor from Hillsong um, wanted him to get a prenup and or a postnup. And Haley and her father Stephen were like, no, this is true love. Why would we need it? We don't need it. Are you planning on divorcing us? Which is all horseshit. Yeah, I said it. Um, but then there was a rumor that Haley was pregnant with his baby and then she wasn't pregnant. And then recently, Justin Bieber started talking about his mental health issues. And, um, part of this is, according to Blind Gossip, a lot, uh, part of this is he has to check in with um, his team every 30 minutes and he has to put some sort of emoticon describing how he's feeling. And if he gets so many in a row that are like sad or whatever, they will dispatch someone to go sit with him. ...to make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. And... So the... The the two don't seem to be connected at all. Until they are. So... Fans... uh, Some of his fans can get kind of crazy sometimes... Um, and he, he, I don't know if he posted, like, a picture of him and Haley or maybe just Haley or something, and fans are like, you don't love her, you love Selena, you know, why are you with that whore? And okay, like, I'm not a Haley Baldwin fan, but maybe calling her a whore on her husband's Instagram, maybe not a good idea. You know... I'm I'm just I'm I'm just saying um but um oh I'm cracking myself up <laughs> so He, allegedly, he came out with a fiery statement. And, and I say allegedly, and I'll get to why in just a second. Um, but the statement was like, you know, you're not real fans. You don't love me. You know, yes, I still love Selena. But I'm married to Haley. Okay. First of all, let's, let's just unpack this for a second. Okay. I love Selena, but I'm married to Haley. What? What? What the actual fuckity fuck? <laughs> yeah, that that that's two F words for you guys. If you guys are playing the drinking game, every time I say the F word, that's a double shot. For you lightweights, that that's two drinks of beer, <laughs> and and the joke is gonna fall so flat. But I'm so tired right now. I'm just laughing at it. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, the reason why I said that he allegedly put the message, I actually think that was him. Um an NC lawyer over at Crazy Days and Nights is saying that Justin actually isn't in charge or isn't the only one on his social media. His wife, Haley, is also um, taking part of it. And you can kind of tell when it's him and when it's her. Because when when there's something about her, it's all, always in these glowing terms. But you hearken back to the I, I love Selena. And boom goes the damn dynamite. Fuckity fuck. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. Okay, so I, I have this really funny story for you guys. And Will hasn't even heard it yet. He's, he will, but he hasn't heard this yet. Um, I'm pretty sure Mandy has. And, and Dave lived with me when this happened, so he's definitely heard it and cracked up about it. Um, okay, so this goes back to my Generation Gossip days. And... I was still trying to find my voice. And one of the things that I tried, and, and I actually, I just have to say this. I tried it, and I, I actually really, really liked um, talking about independent artists. And by that, I mean people on, on the come up. Um, independent authors, um, those who self-publish or are, you know, with smaller presses. Um, I, I I would talk to just about any writer, but um, I really like doing the independent stuff. Um, Actors and producers and filmmakers on the independent side. Independent means they don't have a major corporation behind them, basically. Um, And one of the actors (laughs) that I got to talk to was Stephen Moretti. And Stephen is, first of all, he's just a wonderful human being, guys, like I, he is so focused and so determined, and um uh, he's he's just so such a wonderful human being, just all around. Um, and his former, um, I don't, I think she was his former publicist or, um, some part of his former team paired us up. Um, she, she really wanted to represent me. Um, and she, I think she was trying to show off and Stephen had been in. Some really big movies. um, And he had worked on. And the one I remember. Or the credit I remember best. um, Was The Bolt and the Beautiful. (laughs) Um, and, And I mean really there's no reason. Why I should remember that more than anything else. Because uh, there's just really no reason. Like, this man is super-duper accomplished. And I remember him for The Bulls and the Beautiful. Um, And... One of the funniest things, and I keep laughing because this is just such an Ed story... And when I say that, what I mean is, um, it, it's just wild and full of comedy. So, so okay. So basically, what happened was, he, he and I were were um, introduced. We talked a little bit on Facebook. And then he was like, hey, why don't I call you? And I was like, all right, cool. So we're talking and I'm taking notes. And I don't think he realized I was taking notes. And, um... Like, I remember some of the things he said very vaguely. It was a long time ago. Um, But more than anything, what I remember is we just had such a great conversation. And I was asking all these questions because, you know, I had on my reporter hat and I was getting this big interview. Like, you know, um, he was in... He was in, um, it was a James Franco movie, um, Annapolis, and so, he, you know, he was telling me about his, his time uh, uh, with James Franco, because at the time I was in love with James Franco, and then telling me about his time on the Bold and Beautiful, which apparently is all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so uh, we hung up, and I, start, I I wrote up this, just I thought it was a very lovely interview. And I sent it to him just because I wanted him to see it first. And he wrote back, he's like, oh, you know, this is great, thank you so much. But this wasn't an interview. I was just talking to you. (laughs) Oh, I was so embarrassed. (laughs) But, you know, it does. it did teach me that I needed to actually make sure that the person knew that they were on the record. Um, oh, I don't know if he remembers that story or not. I'm going to, one of these days, I'm actually going to get brave and ask him. Um, we we still talk on Facebook, and by talk, I mean, like, we'll like each other's statuses, Um. And every once in a while, we'll reach out via PM. But, you know, neither of us have time and whatnot. I still think he's one of the greatest human beings ever. And whenever I get a chance, if he's working on something, if I can help him promote it, or, um, you know, if he just wants to come on and do an interview, he is always more than welcome. Because, like I said, he is one of the greatest people I've ever known. And I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna be right back. And I'm back. So all week we've been talking about these huge, huge, huge stories coming out from behind the scenes at the View. And this one, okay, let's be let's be real here. This one is not a shocker. Um, Rosie O'Donnell and Whoopi Goldberg didn't get along. And if that surprises you, I-, I need to know how. I need to know why that surprises you. Um, here's the thing. They didn't hide their contempt. You know, most of the co-hosts actually try to give off some sort of semblance of um, getting along and whatnot. Um, or at least they, they don't openly show their contempt for, for one another. Rosie and Whoopi did not do this. They would make snide comments at each other. And I mean, it was really must-see TV. Um, Whoopi was a little irritated that the ratings um, went way up when Rosie came back. Because Whoopi had always thought she was the big draw. And I think this proved to her um, that she wasn't. Um... And I I really, truly think that um, Rosie O'Donnell will end back up at The View. But here, oh, my source is not working. Um So, Rosie was hired to save the show. So, okay, so in Ladies Who Punch, um, Rosie was interviewed and was asked about this um, this situation. Um, and basically, it was Roman... Uh, they they got into a huge argument about Roman Polanski because Whoopi said she didn't feel like he... That Roman Polanski raped the, the 13-year-old girl, and Rosie did. And Rosie said, I'm sorry if, if that hurt your feelings... I have different feelings about it than you, and I stand up for what I believe, but I'll never bet against you, Whoopi Goldberg. And, um, here's what Rosie says. Some people would say, what's going on with you, and Whoopi, I was like, are you watching the show? It's pretty much right there. I have no desire for a public feud. And then she goes on to say, Whoopi Goldberg was as mean as anyone has ever been to me on on television to me. Uh, um, let me read that again. Whoopi Goldberg was as mean as anyone has ever been on television to me personally while I was sitting there. Worse than Fox News. The worst experience I've ever had on live television was interacting with her. Uh, And she also says that she never revered um, Whoopi like some others have. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. She said she did revere her. She says she's a minority feminist, smart, funny, groundbreaking legend who is black in America. I'm never going to not have respect for Whoopi Goldberg, but that was a painful experience personally and professionally. And if you guys remember... Um, Rosie quit like halfway through the season um and it was just such a it was such a big to do. Because, once again, Rosie was leaving Um, halfway through the season. And, um, you know, there was a lot of ink spilled about it. Whoopi hasn't said shit about this. Whoopi, I, as far as I know, Whoopi has not said anything about her experiences on The View. And she has to have a ton. I think she is the second longest running co-host. Jay Behar, of course, is number one. And, you know, that's the other funny thing. I would expect, um, because those two have been around for so long and they've worked together for such a long, long time, that they would have, that there would be more stories. But it's all these ancil- ancillary people that, um, are having all this, the scandal and the gossip in the book about them. So, it, that's really interesting to me, um. We're going to keep bringing you stories about The View as they come up. And I really have to go to bed. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Um, We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode and hopefully a brand new Ed. One who has not had a bad day. (laughs) And in the meantime, I am lifting my beer mug to you and saying cheers.